The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you know we talk around the pit. What's happening, Chrissy? Oh, nothing much. You know, another day, another podcast. That's it. Good to see you. I'm back. Good to see you. I know. I missed you last week. Oh, I was so upset. I was so upset. I, you know, I wasn't thinking. That's, that was my problem. That I was just so excited to get everybody on, get the competition guys on. Yeah. Obviously, we have Kathy today to talk about different events. And, uh, you know, I had, had Matt, we, me and Matt were talking all week before. And it's like, damn it. <laughs> I, I looked at, yeah. I went, oh, boy. Just wasn't. It just wasn't happening. No. Oh, there I am. You there? You're online? I just found it. I didn't get the the update didn't come on that's through, right. but that's all right. As long as that's there. There's C-Mac right there, Mrs. Mags. Oh, so let's get into it. Today's episode brought to you by Uncle Steve Shake. You ever wonder why some your neighbor's having a barbecue and there's a line of people waiting to get into their backyard, but when you are having one, not so much. Chrissy, do you know why? Because they're using Uncle Steve's shake, and I'm not. Even though that's a I know. false See, comment, we, we, like, we need we, to we, we got to gotta get with Uncle like Steve with that one. Because yeah. we're all using Uncle Steve's yes. shake. Uncle Steve has 12 amazing flavors, from the original to the Gator shake, to the sweet and spicier, to his competition line, South Texas Red and Smoke Bomb. And don't forget the sweet dessert shake mm-hmm. and the... Limited quantities, I still think. He makes batches, bigger batches now of the sauce with no name. I just call it awesomeness. Uses the finest ingredients, great customer service. If you give him a call, he is the one answering Mm -hmm. the phone. You'll actually get calls from him. Just confirm and make sure he's got your order right if he has any questions. Check him out at UncleSteve'sShake.com and also check out his Facebook group, Uncle Steve's Shake Nation. Uncle Steve's Shake. Shake some on everything. Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today I am smoking the Garofalo La Familia. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com, I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Also brought to you by Backline Smokers and Backline Fabrication. Ryan Newland is a mad scientist down there in Austin, Texas. If you can think it, he can build it. Whether you're looking for just a... A small backyard pit up to a thousand gallon smoker on a trailer. He can get you what you need. Don't forget the Frankenstein multi tool. Just Ryan has conversations with you, and, and really, 
he brings a psychological thing to it and really gets to know your personality and he'll design things in certain ways that just fit you. You might not even think about it, but he's already gone there. Check him out at Backline Smokers and Backline Fab on all social medias. Backline Smokers, build what you want, not what you need. Also brought to you by Magnus Chef Gloves, a brother Alan Fonte knows a little something about fire management, being a Miami-Dade firefighter. These gloves are absolutely phenomenal. I can can't even say anything less about them. Made of food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off, heat rated up to 500 degrees, web fit for firm grip, one size fits all, and dishwasher safe. But if the web fit isn't your style and you're more traditional five-finger, he's got you covered on that too. The, he introducing the Freedom Glove line. All the same things, the clips, easy on and off, but these are heat rated 932 degrees. Extra long gauntlet, protect the forearms, and I was a complete dumbass. I'm so used to having them on, I had forgot I uh, Took took them off. No. And literally grabbed a burning piece of wood. Two weeks ago, burnt devil and shit out of my fingertips. Wow. I went, why is it? Ah, I don't got my gloves. And I look over and there's my gloves. <laughs> but I'm so used to it, just the mental part of it, mm-hmm. that you can literally grab a burning on fire piece of wood and move it around, take it out, move something, and put it back in and not have anything to do. I just got so caught up in the moment, I just reached in. Yeah, won't do that again. Maybe we need a new warning on it. Warning. Warning. Make sure you yeah. have the gloves on before gloves. you light play with, yeah. before you touch fire. Gloves won't work unless you put them on. Oh, yeah. It hurt like <laughs> hell. But what else we got? Check them out at magnuschef.com and at checkout, use the code FREEDOMLIVES for 10% off your order. That's Freedom Live for 10%. Off your order. Magna Chef Gloves, Master of Fire Freedom Gloves, take a stand, free your hands. Also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RS.com. Ian Hemming is building what, creating what I call the Yeti of cutting boards. These boards yeah. take an absolute beating from the dishwasher board, so your standard countertop board, to the, abs- to the massive brisket board. 18 by 36 to the pizza board for that perfect slice every time. These boards, anything, you, you can do whatever you want with them. They will hold up. The, the rubber grips on the bottom, so even on a wet surface, the board will not slide on you. So no, no accidental slide, and next thing you know, you're reaching for the first aid kit. Deep lip reservoir to catch all that beautiful au jus from whatever protein you're slicing into. Check Ian out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter R, us.com. Let's see. Mad Max, what's up, Big Rome? Gray Rhino, what's happening? Oh, Kathy's in the chat, too. Heidi, what's happening, 
Matt, what's going on? Brother Efren, what's happening? Max Chapin, what's going on? Clarence Joseph, Mr. CJ, what's up, brother? You, uh, you cooking uh, San Antonio this week? I believe San Antonio. San Antonio Livestock Rodeos this week. This week. You know, he might have grand championed it once or twice. Just saying. Robbie, what's going on? Daddy Dutch, what's happening, brother? C-Mac. So let's go. It is coming. Granted, the barbecue season doesn't yeah, end. It's not a season. It's a lifestyle. Competition season does not really end. Mm. Except for up here. Because we got what we got yesterday. Yeah, well. Completely dumped on. Yeah. But, so barbecue competition seasoning. Se- seasoning. Jesus. <laughs> barbecue comp season is coming upon us rather quickly. So who best to have on? But the barbecue mom in charge yeah. of all our competition addictions. Ladies and gentlemen, from in- inclusive barbecue events, please welcome Ms. Kathy Trainer. Kathy, how are you, honey? I'm good, John. Thank you. I think some teams are going to start laughing that you're using Barbecue Mom. They have dubbed me Barbecue Mom. I'm always available for questions and kind of picking up the pieces as things happen. Hey, you put it in the post. Now I'm get I, to, I get to use it. it. I like it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the old, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, ask mom. <laughs> Kathy! <laughs> You know, you got the you got the answers for everybody. Keeping everybody in check. Kent, leave me alone. Kent's asking me why. What? Explain why I'm a dumbass. Or was a oh was a dumbass? Yeah, now I get it. Yeah, nothing changes. Thanks, Kent. Without a glove as well, and I wish I had those gloves. I I actually ended up burning my hand severely because I didn't have gloves on. So everybody does it at least once. Oh yeah, and, and then I actually need a pair. To keep upstairs for the fireplace, because I got myself, I got myself good. I got two horizontal lines here. From I just reached in and hit the top of where all the metal is, and just ooh, got myself good. But yeah, oh, that hurt like hell. So, Kathy, for anybody who had missed the the first time you were on, give a quick rundown. Who you are, what do you do, and how did you get involved in coming up with inclusive barbecue events? Um, so my husband and I competed for years. We stopped home brewing because the kids were little, and I said, it's got to come out of the house. Whatever we're doing, we need to do something outside. So we started barbecuing. We found a contest, and we just kept going. We were doing 10, 12, 15 a year. COVID hit, and there was a decline of contests. And my husband and I are sitting at home going, this, this contest folded, this one folded. We're missing our favorite ones. What are we going to do? Yeah. So 2 a.m., I wasn't sleeping. And I said, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out how to make a contest happen. But I didn't have a ton of organizers to connect with. So I slowly started to connect with organizers outside of the area. And I learned really quickly what I needed. And That just spawned inclusive barbecue events. We knew that we wanted everyone to be included. That was something we felt both our children have autism and we always feel included when we're here in Mm -hmm. barbecue world. So we just kept going. Um, 
it took off. Uh, I took off with one contest and then two. And now we're up to six and we're not stopping. We're adding two more. We're going to have eight by the end of the year. <sighs> Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, and, and, and like I had said to you before that, you know, what you're doing is really my hats off to you of, you know, between what you're doing and what the, what the, the teams are doing is really putting New England on the map. You know, um, you know, Matt going to the World Foods and, you know, for the however many years, you know, there's been Billy Gillespie, you know, winning the Royal, winning the Jack and, you know, the, the really the, the name of New England barbecue. But, you know, once we, when I started the show four years ago, you know, that was the big question of what the hell does New England know about barbecue? Well, we're a crock pot, you know, just like from the beginning of this country, it all came through New England. And we don't have a, there's not a New England style, but we take a little bit of everything. The Texas style, the St. Louis, Carolinas, you know, a little bit of everything and have made, kind of made it our own. And the competitions are heavy. And these boy, these boys and girls, they are slinging some cue around, and they can compete with the best of them. And you know, for you to put in all your time and effort and the hard work into now, you're saying eight events, and multiple of those events are automatics for the jack, which is no small feat whatsoever. You know, so the the notoriety and people are noticing there are there are teams getting it done in groups, getting it done in New England, and really bringing it up to the forefront. So thank you for everything that that you guys do day in day out for this for this barbecue family, you know, in New England and even all throughout the country. You're welcome. I mean. To be able to host an auto is huge. You know, to be able to have an auto to the jack, which a lot of people look forward to, is fun. It's, you know, it, it you see teams trickling in from other parts of the country and they're like, well, where is this? What's nearby? Yeah. They take it as an opportunity for vacation. But for our teams here locally, it allows them to get together with their friends and see everyone close that they, you know, they enjoy seeing. And the upside to our auto in Rhode Island, we have a whole campground to ourselves overlooking Newport and you know you really can't get much nicer than that yeah. Newport prices. Oh for sure and you know that's now what does it actually take to um to work with some of these campgrounds that hey we'd like to have the campground for you know 30 maniac barbecue teams for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? So finding a property that's willing to have, you know, 30 to 40 teams arrive for a whole weekend is a unique challenge. Um, it's explaining what we do, how we give back, and what the gain is for the area. So, like, everybody knows what food is, but they think it's food trucks. So you have to explain it's private judging. And then you have to explain what the charity can gain out of it. And then a lot of the draw is what's to the what's the benefit to the area? 
you know, what can a small town gain like Somerset by having 30, 40 teams arrive? You know, we're going to be we're going to be using your coffee shops and your restaurants and stopping at your grocery stores. And that, you know, that's that's something that small businesses love. Um, the other thing is, is, you know, really finding a footprint that's going to fit us because yeah. we don't take up a small area. We take up the size of a football field. So explaining that we do need the whole field and we do need, you know, a whole campground um, is our challenge, but it's something I enjoy. I, I enjoy talking about what we love to do up here. We love to cook. We love to give back and we love to have, you know, more opportunity to find teams to do that. Just five minutes before this started, I, I talked to a gentleman in Somerset that's never competed before. He's like, I really want to do this. It's in my hometown. I want to come. So that drives us to find more property to do this on. Yeah, and um, and also, if I'm not, forgive me about the state, but I know you you had put a post up. Was it last week? Very, extremely excited. Was it a team from Minnesota? That's correct. That is, our auto will have a team from Minnesota. Yeah. And we have judges coming in from Indiana. Which, so it's they're coming to find us up here. They you know they know we can cook, and they're coming to us. Yeah. So, you know, and I've had the opportunity to travel outside of the area. Whenever you can, I recommend going outside of the area at least once a year. But to come this way, you know, there's so much we can offer in the sense of local history as well as teams that are going to welcome you. If you yeah. need equipment, you know, we can find the opportunity for you to get the equipment you need. Yeah. And, you know, in saying that for coming in, I, I know last year the boys, you know, Greg, Kevin, C-Mac, and Chris did uh, the, the Merrimack event. And um, I know they were they were excited to meet uh, Mark Lambert from Sweet Swine of Mine. You know he came up for it because it was an automatic for the Jack. But you know you get a real you know he's shoot I think either six or seven time now world champion pork shoulder cook at Memphis in May. You know it's you know to see these guys you see all the time you know, on their own lives and the TV shows and someone, you know, you, his product is, chances are, you have at least something in your pantry that says Sweet Swine of Mine on it. You know, so it was it was fun to have him up and, uh, you know, and then, you know, he learned quick <laughs> that, uh, that the, these New England boys can cook. <laughs> You know, it, it wasn't a walk in the park. That's the same for any team coming out of area. You know, they, they want to go in. They know they have good, solid cooks. They want to, you know, it, it's a learning curve cooking outside of your area in general. Just traveling and cooking is a learning curve and just being available. You know, Tim Shears come out this way. Yeah. Um, other individuals have come this way to kind of cook. And we welcome it. You know, we welcome anyone into the area. It's not. When you cook, it shouldn't be divided by regions. Yeah. It should be it should be joined together by the food that we cook, and that's really what it boils down to. Oh, 100%, 100%. But, yeah, so like you said, you have uh, how you described it on, you know, when you reach out to one of the campsites or venues, you know, you, you, you really got it down, you know, because I'm a, a you know, because a lot of people could go and try to do it and go, yeah, we're going to have 40 guys, 40 teams in there, and 
we're basically going to light, let's see, three days, 40, 80, 120 fires on your property. And, <laughs> you know, and, excuse me? Yeah, well, that's what we do. We play with fire, you and know. Explaining to them we're not lighting the field on fire. You know, they're all contained <laughs> fires. And speaking to fire departments and police departments are something that I do pretty frequently. Yeah. You know, um, now another thing you had said that you do a, a lot of a lot of work with the charities. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I know you have a toy drive in November, and then there's um, I think we'll get to it at some point. But cooking is for Cora. Now, yeah. what's the the name of the event? So Cora cares for kids. Cora it's cares. The New England Shriners Hospital. So both Boston and Springfield. Though I am not the organizer for that event, Brent is the organizer. I have stepped up to assist in helping with all the teams because Brent's amazing, but he doesn't always know like what the teams need. Yeah. So I stepped up to help Brent. Um, Nicola Humphreys was doing it forever, and she's phenomenal. Um, I stepped up last year to help Brent. Um, as Nicole and Chad were working more on the insane amount of like craftsmanship that they do up in Maine. Um, so I'm the point of contact for the teams in Maine as we go up there and it's a magical day. Like it is a magical weekend. We cook with individuals from the hospital. We have families there. The teams are fighting over each other to work with the kids from the hospital. Yeah. Like I had a team like, no, we need this kids to help. I'm like, I don't, like, I don't have another kiddo. Like, yeah. but that's actually, you know, as we develop more contests, it's something that we're looking forward to. There's hopefully a contest in Connecticut that will have something very similar, helping with an individual that needs a little bit of assistance to show them what we do in barbecue. Yeah. Now, um, what, what other charities do you work with? So in Jamestown, we'll work with three veterans charities. Two of them are uh, either VFWs or legions. And then um, the Hunter 7 Foundation, which raises money for veterans that need specific medical care. So maybe they're getting flown to the Mayo Clinic or certain hospitals in California or Florida due to the burn pits overseas. Um, so that is really important that we support our vets. And we are able to do it through cooking. And, and what a better way to do it. Um in Somerset, we'll support an education foundation, which supports supports teachers and students and the educational needs that they have. And as we progress through the year, we'll be, there'll be Shriners in August. And then in November, we do our food drive and our all-ever-popular toy drive. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So with getting into it, now, like you said, you get the teams are fighting with, with the kids, showing them what we can do. On your on the Inclusive Barbecue Events website, there is obviously the rules. And there is, you know, the the Northeast Barbecue Society rules. There's the KCBS Society rules. There's the SCA rules. Because you have so many sanctioning bodies involved in the different ones. Right there, you have all your list of rules. Now, going through those rules, you know, it's the, the, the proper box. It can't be mocked in any way, so on and so forth. The one I'm having problems with, and I've had some questions in emails reached out of people who are trying to get in. Mm 
on the rules that you would need to just start. Obviously, a smoker, your proteins and everything. But before then, before you even get to that point, almost more of a safety check more than, I guess, a rules. Now, do you know offhand some, what those would um, entail? Like a, a, a certain poundage fire extinguisher. I know a lot of them are a five-pound minimum. First so, aid kits, so on and so forth. There is a general blanket need for safety. Um, and, and that's primary the focus is safety. So every one of them is going to want you to have a thermometer. A digital thermometer is ideal. Um, every one of them is going to want you to have a fire extinguisher. We do recommend at least five pounds and the ABC fire extinguisher, your standard red fire extinguisher that you see. Um, I prefer to have something a little bit bigger. We are dealing with fire, but the rules say about five pounds. Um, a wash station. So wash, rinse, and sanitize. That is just water, soap, and bleach. That's that's what you need to keep things sanitary. You're touching raw meat. Yes, you have gloves, but just to be able to wash and rinse things off appropriately. And then a first aid kit. You know, I've nicked myself with knives before. I've I've heard of a team picking up a knife, forgetting that it had the blade cover on and like ran it underneath their armpit. Like you just forget what you're doing sometimes. A first aid kit is very important. Um, those are the basics that you wouldn't think of. And, but I will say that teams do have those items if you forget them. So yeah. like, you know, you're a first time team, please come out. We're going to be able to find you what you need. You know, you all of a sudden need an extra knife. Somebody's got it. You need an extra thermometer. Someone's going to have it for you. But those are the basics. And as teams come in, I do send them a pretty basic packing list. Like just in case you forget something or like, I think I have everything, but the safety is the one that we worry about the most because it is a little bit different from being at your house. You are away from your home and just having those comforts to keep you, you know, kind of supported is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're at, at the house, you know where everything is and, or, or you know, I'll, I'll constantly do it. I'll do something. Next thing you know, I'm yelling to my wife, hey, where is this? Oh, it's right, it's right here. But on a competition, you need to have all that stuff packed, organized with you. So, you know, checklists, you know, to make sure you have everything. So that that is wonderful. So let's get into the brass tacks. Oh, Jerry, very much. Sorry. April 1st. Yeah. That's not my contest, but I'm happy to talk about it. Absolutely, because I know it was on the list. So we have, want to see, one, two, three, four. Right, right now, there is six events listed on the website. So April 1st is the New England State Championship. Yes, this is in Enfield, Connecticut. So this is kind of fun. This is going to be, state contests aren't that common up this way, and Scott McDonald and... Jeff have really come forward to be like, we're going to do a stake in Connecticut and make it happen. So they're also offering a judging class the day before on March 31st. So if you're not sure you want to cook it, you can be a certified judge that evening, the night before and judge the next day. SCA offers some fun little things for about $160. They give you your steak. You get to cook it and turn it right in, which is very different from KCBS and NEBS. 
So to start off the year with something fun and easy like ribs as an ancillary, a kid's cube, which is mandatory for us in this area. And then on top of that, an SCA, it's a nice, easy way to open up your season. And then a month later, you can come right into me for Jamestown. Yes, yes, yes. And Moon Jamestown is the next on the list. May 5th through the 7th, the Hogs for Heroes. Yes, this is our auto where we will have an auto for the Jack, a qualifier for the Royal. We will also have a golden ticket for World Food. We are a Springfield, Smithfield grant recipient for an additional $3,000 for a prize pool of total of $8,000, which is pretty high up this way in New England. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty happy with this contest coming in. I'm really excited for it. And I have a total of 43 teams already. That's awesome. That's awesome for that one. 43 teams. I'm just having to take my notes here. <laughs> and I can take up to 75, so I'd love to fill it. <laughs> 75 teams? Whoa. I have 75 campsites ready and waiting for teams from all over and my lovely Canadian teams that are sliding in already. Nice. Nice. Then we move on to May, a couple weeks later, May 19th through the 21st. We have the Somerset Sizzle. That's correct. Somerset Sizzle is a brand new contest this year where we are working with the town of Somerset. Somerset approached us as organizers to say, could you run a barbecue contest in our town? We're using the downtown area. So we have a gigantic field overlooking the water. And there's small businesses in the area. Um, it's going to support their education fund. And the town actually decided to do something fun where they're going to have like a town like dessert contest and steak contest on their own, not sanctioned, but to get even more townspeople cooking. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see how that unfolds for the town of Somerset. Yeah. I, I know a certain person in the chat who's very excited for that one. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt, might have, Matt might have dragged me into Somerset to be like, we're going to do this. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, I don't have to tell you twice, right? Right. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But that that that's awesome that the the town want, wanted to get so involved that they're going to throw in that the dessert and steak on their own. Yeah, they're really they've come to me to be like how does this work? What should we do? And it's nice to have them try to figure it out and I'm there to reference if they need something, but it's it's a great way to include people in the town that might not want to do all the meats or drag everything there. They're going to kind of let some people prepare some stuff at home. It just kind of lets them be part of the event and still cooking. Yeah, and you know, and it definitely sets um helps set it up again for next year. You know, you know, everything, you know, obviously, it, most of the time, everything goes so smooth, you know, which is what everybody's looking for, especially, you know, okay, you know, but, you know, it, that sounds like this is going to be a yearly event right off the bat without even having the first one yet, which is That's very exciting, you know. That's the hope. A lot of, as we start a contest, we really want to make sure that everybody knows what's involved in it ahead of time. So it's not a one-off because teams get sad when they really like a contest and it disappears, you know, building it slowly so it can be sustainable is a really important factor of being an organizer, because if you get too big, too quick, it doesn't work. And then you have some miscommunication, which isn't fair to the teams. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
So I know we had touched on it just a little earlier, but now we're going to jump to August 18th through the 20th, and it's the Cora's Care, the Shriners Barbecue Cook-Off up in Maine. Now, where in exactly Maine? So that's in Hiram, Maine, and it's close to like, um, it's almost on the New Hampshire border um, inland, so not quite near the coast. This date hasn't been published with KCBS yet, but I promise you this event is coming back. Um, they're just they're just in their planning stages, but you know, be ready for it in August. It's always in August for everybody to kind of join. And as it comes to, uh, you will hear me loud and proud yelling about this contest. It is one of my favorites. Okay. Um, it's it's the perfect weekend. So is is the, is that date technically tentative? It it's, could change I, depending. I don't. I do think it's tentative right now, but the likelihood of change is not there. Okay. I, I think they're pretty set on that weekend. They've they've done their best to make sure. As you plan contests, you try to make sure there's no contest in the area. You try to make sure you're not conflicting with another organizer or anything like that. Um, it, you know, as soon as the date is launched in August, it will be in August. You know, will everyone will know? Okay. Okay. Then we jump again to November. Now, unless I wrote this down, because I thought last year was there was a week in between, if I wasn't mistaken. But we have November 4th is the Commander's Cup. Now, yes. what is the Commander's Cup? So the Commander's Cup is to support the American Legion and rent them. The commander of the Legion is a very integral part of this contest. So we run a regular Neb's tailgate, which is ribs and chicken, as well as a kid's queue. But the commander finds a unique way each year to highlight a team that he wants to be to win the Commander's Cup. So the first year it was how friendly a team was. The second year he asked for a rib from everybody team. This year he's got something up the sleeve. I won't know until a couple days before he's been thinking. But the commander is an integral part of this. So he gives away a commander's award at this event. Oh, and you're awesome. right, John. This is not a back-to-back -back weekend. We're going back-to-back -back days this time. Okay. We asked for a double, and I said, you know what? Let's do a tailgate double. Let's do two days back-to-back, -back, a weekend of giving for our food drive, and then we slide right next day into our ever-growing toy drive. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Commander's Cup is on November 4th. And the toy drive is November 5th. So both days are Neb's rules, or, you know, tailgating ribs and Neb's chicken. Tailgate. Yeah, only ribs and chicken. And the reason why I end the season that way is because there's not a lot of contests that time of year. It's a nice way to hang out, only do two categories, um, you know, and it allows us to focus on the giving back of what this weekend has become. Yeah. Now, the toy drive itself. Like you said, you enjoy it. You can see how much you absolutely love that one. And that is basically what it is. It's a toy drive. Now, is that uh, the Marines Toys for Tots or something involved so with them off to the side? Or Every year has been a little bit different. The first year was four shelters. This year was a combination of family service organizations and then next year will be toys for tots because there's so much need around this time of year, but it's 
beyond the need. It's the teams that are coming in challenging each other to bring an extra toy or a bike or a helmet. And how they all pull it off, I don't know. I filled up our own barbecue trailer this year. And as I'm driving away, I could hear like dolls and toys beeping and buzzing and things. And I'm just giggling. I'm like, this is amazing. And I pulled up to the shelter and we opened the door and I was in tears because it was all the teams. It wasn't Tom and I, it was the teams. It was my 27 teams on a field that just were generous beyond words. Um, And this year we added a component for teenagers because so often during drives, teenagers are overlooked. So I asked teams and judges to consider bringing gift cards and they didn't disappoint that the amount of gift cards that were able to give, be given out to teams this year surpassed every other agency that supported these shelters. So the barbecue teams were able to trump multiple companies that came forward to give gift cards to teams. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That, you know, that, that, that really is, and, and that, that is a great point that with the toy drives, you kind of think of the toys. You know, which is the a younger demographic of the kids, and you do kind of, you know, the older kids, teen, preteen to teenage years, you know, do kind of okay. They they're not looking, you know, a, a teddy bear, you know, or you know, a, a, some type of toy. But you know, that gift cards that was a great idea because they can they can go to the mall. Or they can, you know, Amazon's a click away, Walmart, you know, they could get what they're into, you know, some clothes, you know, stuff that they, you know, that a a teenage kid would be into. So that that was a brilliant idea. So once again, Kathy, hats off, darling. That is... I can't, I can't even put it in words. It was your passion for this is you truly wear your heart on your sleeve when it when it comes to this. And you know, everybody I've everybody I talk to um loves you. You know, you and Tom and everything you guys do um yeah, it's the barbecue world is a better place with you guys in it for sure. Thank you. But we don't, I appreciate all you just said, but it's beyond that. Yeah. The reason that we still do it is because we want barbecue around. It, it gives us a opportunity to be with our friends, with our barbecue family and our family ourselves. You know, it's not, just you know it's beyond the charities it gives us something to do on a weekend where normally we'd just be sitting at home watching television you know what i mean barbecue brings us together and it's the food that you know connects us across the united states and and everybody can connect to it 100 percent, 100 percent. um i'm trying to think because we're coming up here uh oh there's kyle Efren, I almost did. I almost got misty, but I, I choked it back a little bit. But that was that was that was coming from the heart for sure. Um, 
I cry often, and, and everyone's like, no crying in barbecue, but you cry. You cry <laughs> from excitement, from sadness, from angry calls, you just, you have it happen. I'm cutting <laughs> onions for an ancillary here. That's what, uh, that's what's happening. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the question I was going to ask. So, we have the list of events so far. So, if people in the area are interested in coming to the area. You know, follow inclusive barbecue events on all its social medias on their webpage because they're going to have all the dates of anything coming up will be posted there, times, dates, locations, things like that. Now, how would somebody go about signing up for said events? Going to go course. go right so, on the um, website or. So on our website, inclusivebarbecueevents.com, there's a whole section for contest. And right there, I provide the links for teams as well as judges. I don't want to have you searching. It's not fair if you have to take too long to search. So I created a whole tab with signups for teams and judges. And anybody that knows me, if you message me, I pretty much respond in about eight seconds. Like I time myself. Like if you need something, I can get you the link. Um, if something doesn't sound right, get me. Um, I answer all hours of the night. Um, I, I don't mind because I know what it was like to start out, yeah. you know, not knowing, not having questions answered. And I will take any question. I will take any phone call. I don't mind. I love it. And it's, you know, it's truly what we do. It's what we want. We want more teams. And we found 26 of them last year. So they're out there and we are growing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now it's not; it's open open for anybody, so not just um, Nebs members or you know, you know. Obviously, the Nebs is the local um, local group, the Northeast Barbecue Society. So you know that's our quote unquote sanctioning body up here, but open for everybody to come through. So. Get in there, sign up, let's have some fun, let's put some smoke in the air, let's burn some meats, or not burn some meats, that could be very bad, but y'all get my point. You know, the occasional frosty beverage, just a huge family get to family feeling that all barbecue events are. You know, everyone's willing to help each other out, whatever they need, get to know and meet new people. And spark up new friendships. You, oh, hold on. I'm getting yelled at here, Kathy. Hold on. Someone asked about sponsors. Are you? That's the one I'm looking for. Looking at. Um, so it's very interesting. It's actually something that Tom and I have struggled to do. Finding sponsors is actually something that we. I don't know if it's something that we're not, you know, we're just not used to doing or we're just so focused on the charity end, but we always welcome an opportunity to speak to a sponsor because the benefit is the charity. At the end of the day, any sponsor really goes back to the charity, which is why we would love to speak to a sponsor. Um, we, we, we've never said no, but we just don't have a ton right now, but that doesn't mean it's not off the table. So I would welcome to talk to anybody. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, Kent, uh, I'll call you in a little while. He Kent loves busting my chops. Apparently, he's going to start a drinking game next year. Oh, everybody drinks every time I say awesome. 
Oh, you didn't know that was already a thing? Apparently not. <laughs> awesome. I'll get you. I'll get, you'll re- everyone, you'll regret that game next week. Oh, <laughs> next week's going to be awesome. I'm going to get you still going to be hung over from today then. Oh, boy. Uh, but awesome, Kathy. Thank you so much. Um, I am working on my funds. I will be throwing. It is. Okay, we'll say it then. I am throwing my hat in the ring. Okay, well, I'm done. I don't know yet. Like I said, I got to get my funds in together. We're definitely going to. I'd like to do at least one of the big ones and then jump in. With uh, you know, a couple of the, the the tailgate ones, you know, I gotta get the funds together. Then I also gotta coordinate the wonderful summertime post office schedule in regards to everything else. But I'm gonna tell you right now, count me in in November for sure. I love it. And then then I'm gonna I'll I'll try to. Do my best to sprinkle myself throughout the rest. No comments. That came out terrible. I don't need the <laughs> peanut gallery jumping on that one. Keep this family friendly, folks. But yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely going to be getting in. I know C Mac was busting chops about getting me into some. So we're going to do it. We're going to have a fun time. It's going to be. I'm looking forward to finally meeting you in person. And like I said, thank you for all you do. Thank you for taking the time out of the. I know your busy day to come and shoot the breeze with me for an hour or so. So, th- I Kathy, love it, thank Donna. you. I'll be back anytime. Just call me. You're the best, honey. Thank you so much. Hang on one second. I'll jump right back in with you. Awesome, Christy. That's a lot of comps. Very That's exciting. just the beginning. There's going to yeah, be well, I, more, yeah, well, you know, more weekend uh, tailgate ones here and there, and yeah. who knows when stuff pops up. I just want to come eat this stuff. Okay. I don't know. Is that a thing? Why are you talking so I don't know. today? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you hungry every Tuesday at this time? Yes. <laughs> then I'm doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's it this week. Yeah. Next okay. week. What are we doing? Craig okay. Sherry Ooh. from Texas Pepper Jelly is going to be joining us, talk about his line of products. Okay. Fantastic. Great conversation. Great guy. And uh, so that's the – I do hit that is the weekend, right? Oh, yeah. Because then the week after is when we reschedule Matt. Yeah. So Matt Pereira, Matt's Backyard Barbecue, that first Tuesday in – February, we'll get last week's done. And like I said, I was a dumbass because I didn't even think of the day after the holiday. But, uh, but yeah, that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. Social media, find it all the links down below. Questions and comments, please send them to pitlife, bbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. And until next week, keep the smoke rolling.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.